You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 79, Creating an Indoor Air Quality Action Plan. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about creating an IAQ action plan. What's IAQ? Indoor air quality. Which means what? So when we're talking about indoor air quality, obviously mold is the top thing. I'm not sure we have to explain that to our (laughs) listeners, but sorry, that was just a little sarcasm. But yes, obviously mold is our top thing, but there could be many things when we talk about indoor air quality. So, you know, it could be mold, lead. Um, lead's not really airborne, but uh, COVID, um, any air quality issues, uh, VOCs, which is volatile organic compounds, um, and radon. So any of those things uh, constitute looking at indoor yep. air quality. Yep. Anything that can be affecting, I mean, it could just be allergens, it could be dust, it could be, you know... Simple things. So when pe- when you have an indoor air quality person come to your home, are they looking at all of those things? <laughs> well, it depends. Um, you know, when I say I'm an indoor air quality specialist, yeah, I, I have the equipment. I test for radon. Uh, I got certified to do that, I don't know, a long time ago. Um, I can do lead uh um, testing, asbestos testing. Now, would I say that I'm a specialized indoor air quality specialist? Not per se. I don't use machines that will, you know, measure the, the dust particles and stuff like that. Can we do that? Of course we can. So I guess my point is you, you, you'll have someone like me that I guarantee you that I could, I, I can go in and do what you need done, but you might have somebody that all they do is that. So they would have specialized equipment for that. 
And on the other hand, you might have a so-called inspector that just, you know, got certified and doesn't know a whole lot about any of it. So, so I'm not sure if I answered your question, but it all depends on what type of person you're getting. And it's no different than what we always talk about. Interview who you're going to have come in and do this type of testing if you're going to hire somebody or to consult with somebody. When should somebody want to bring some sort of indoor air quality person to their home? Uh, every year. Every year. Wow. So, and when I say that, that's we're, we're specifically talking about mold. Yeah. You need to do mold air testing every year. Yeah. Now, does that mean that you have to go out and hire a mold inspector? If you don't know what you're doing, probably, but they're do-it-yourself kits. I don't ever really recommend that. But if you listen to our podcast enough, if you've done consultations with me or decide to do one, you can do the testing yourself. So that's something you need to do every year. Whereas, you know, like radon, you only do every other year. But on top of all that, if you think you're having, and once again, you know, we're, we're into the fall People are getting colds. We still have COVID going on. You know, it's just flu season. It's just, there's a whole gamut of things. But if you think that, hey, you know, I've never had allergies before. Maybe I'm allergic to something. Or I always have headaches. And I always have this smell I'm smelling. Obviously, you want to call somebody in right then and there. If you notice something that's changing in your health. Absolutely. So when you say um, IAQ and you talked about radon and mold, so radon every other year, mold testing every year, what about VOCs? Because I don't think most people even know what VOCs are. So VOCs are, like I said, volatile um, organic compounds. And I know it sounds crazy because, you know, I don't usually generalize things, but it can, that can mean a whole gamut of things. I mean, it it can be perfumes, hairsprays, paints, stains, smoke, um, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it just, it could be bleach, chemicals, you know, household cleaning chemicals. So it can be so many different things. And when you come in and test for that, you don't just come in and you don't have a VOC meter, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It You have to come in and address those things specifically. You can't. There's no machine out there that I'm aware of that comes in and tests, you know, how much hairspray is in the air and if it's affecting it. So, so yeah, it can be it can be a whole whole gamut of things, and you, you know, a lot of it people just don't notice it. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, I, I dealt with a client here not too long ago, and they were having uh, sewer issues. They had to have their their leach filled redone. And after they had that done, they were smelling gas coming up from one of their drains. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you about that, but they, they wanted us to do a radon test. And I'm like, well, yeah, radon is a gas, but the issue you have is you've got to address those sewer gases before we can get to the radon testing. Yeah. And so something like that, you know, it just you notice you have a different smell you're smelling. And instead of ignoring it and going, oh, that's normal. Have it looked into. Could be mold, could be sewer gases, radon gas you can't smell, but it could be a whole you know, a whole lot of things that are that are gonna negatively affect your health down the road. Absolutely. Going back then to this whole idea of creating an IEQ action plan, what's in the action plan? How does somebody go about creating it? So sit down and you know, to start with, obviously you need to write down what we have already discussed. So I would put it in, you know, the three different categories, mold, radon, VOCs. Okay. So write those down. Obviously, 
you know, I'm probably talking to some listeners that are like you that can create all these charts and whatnot. People like me have to write down in a notebook, write down mold, leave a few lines, you know, write down where you could be having mold issues. Write down, obviously, how often should you test for mold? Every year. So, we, you, you know, we're telling our listeners, every year test for mold. Write down any areas that can have mold. Radon, how often do we test for radon? Every other year. So, put that down. Now, as far as radon in an action plan, pretty much the only thing you can do besides buying, you can go out and buy, and I, I don't know what brand it is, but you can actually buy a radon, um, I, I wouldn't call it a tester, or really a monitor, but and the reason I say this is, is you should have radon tested professionally. But there are, and it's about $150, there are units that you can plug into a wall that will tell you if your radon's high or low. But for the most part, what I'm saying with radon is you don't know what it is until you test for it. Very true. You're not going to smell it. You know, you know, it doesn't give you headaches like natural gas or propane or hairspray or whatnot. And then obviously VOCs, write that down. What is it, you know... Do you have a daughter? I know we're not in the 80s anymore, but do you have a daughter that's using a ton of hairspray? Um, is there, um, does your husband smoke in the bathroom and maybe it's causing issues throughout the home? Is there, when you're using cleaning supplies, are you ventilating it properly so that you're not inhaling all those fumes? So that's what we mean by the action plan. And like, how often should they, I mean, you create the action plan. And then are they then going out to hire somebody? How are they, what are they, what actions are they taking once they've got the plan created? So what, So once you have that plan, you know, if you identify that there's a mold concern, obviously you need to go get a mold inspector mm-hmm. or mold specialist, mold tester. They, you know, we're called all sorts of names. As far as radon, you have to have it tested. So just call somebody that tests with a CRM, which is a continuous radon monitor, that does it professionally, have it tested. That way you could say, okay, November 2020, we tested for radon. If it was okay, we're going to test again in 2022. Okay. Um, if When it comes to VOCs, you know, what we were talking about earlier is there's, there's so many things that could be. VOCs, for the most part, are things that you can take care of on your own. Okay. You know, we, t- we talked about, you know, that client with the sewer gases coming up. That's a, that's a different issue, but... For the most part, most VOCs are things that you can address. Let's say it's a new home and you just kind of have that new stain smell or paint smell. Obviously, just ventilate the home. Mm-hmm. If it's your daughter using a bunch of hairspray or your husband that smokes in a bathroom or wherever, just address those issues. So when it comes to all that, once you've got it written down, the action plan would obviously include, do I need a professional or not? Are there any VOCs that are sort of subtle and hidden that people would never think are VOCs that they need to be aware of? You know, it's not really a VOC. It's more on the mold side, but allergens. um, You know, you could just have an allergy to a certain mold type. You don't have a mold problem. VOCs, for the most part, health-wise, you would have headaches or something that's... you know, the VOC triggers something, whether it's a runny nose, a headache, um, irritability, a, a number of things. And so I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but for the most part, VOCs wouldn't be something like radon. Mm-hmm. 
Does that make sense? Um, radon is something, like I said, you can't see it, can't smell it. You have to test for it to know. But for VOCs, for the most part, you know, you should be able to smell it. You should be able to, if there's, it's making you sick somehow, nauseous, whatever. And, Does that make sense? And this is where I think journaling becomes so important so that you, you actually have a historical record of when you feel start feeling sick, what rooms, what areas, so you can actually pinpoint it. Right. And it... You know, going back to, like I said, the, the, you know, any type of tools, you know, having a humidity gauge would help, you know, in, in whatever rooms. Obviously, carbon monoxide, that's a silent killer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a lot different, obviously, than radon is. You know, radon, you have to be exposed to radon. Um, at certain, it, yeah, it has to be over 4.0 for like 30 years. For you, you know, and it gives you lung cancer. Um, Just to, for our listeners that don't know, radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer next to smoking. The first symptoms you have is you have lung cancer. Whereas carbon monoxide, they call that the silent killer because it's those gases that are built up that get, it's on the onset, unless you're really in a deep sleep, you start getting headaches and getting nauseous. So, that gives you a sign. Does that make sense? Yeah. But make sure that you have things like carbon monoxide detectors, detectors just like smoke detectors. So definitely have those things in place. What's your call to action for people? So we were just talking about, you know, how to do your action plan. But right now, you know, or during before we even finish this podcast, write down if there's something like if if every day after you get out of the shower or you're done doing laundry, you get a headache, like write down, like you said, journal and just say, okay, you know, every morning there's this like a smell of gas, mm-hmm. you know, write down what it is, write down if it's making you sick and where it is. And then you can pinpoint it, especially if it's a VOC on your own. So just right now figure out, Hey, is there, you know, do I always get headaches after I'm done cleaning the bathroom? Well, why would that happen? Well, because you <laughs> you probably don't have the proper mask. You don't have the proper ventilation. And right there, you can identify it and say, hey, you know, yeah, I get a headache and then I take aspirin and it goes away. But over time, long term, it could be doing a lot more damage to you. Absolutely. So take some immediate action. Yep. Yep. And uh, one thing that is coming up um we, we talked about people voting last week, but uh, Veterans Day is coming up. So to all of our listeners out there, followers, uh, to all of you or family members that have served, uh, happy Veterans Day. And we appreciate your guys' service and gals. Absolutely. Happy Veterans Day to all those who serve and all those who make the sacrifice of losing time with loved ones who serve. Awesome. Yes. And uh, we're promoting this week our Facebook page. Those of you that uh, follow us. Uh, know that I post a post every Thursday. It's not it's not a long post. We don't blow up your news feed or whatever it's called on Facebook. <laughs> uh, but it's something, it's very informational every Thursday. So if you're not following us, follow us on Facebook, CNC Contractor Services. I don't know if that is their page name. No, I think if they just go on Facebook and look up CNC Contractor Services, it'll come up under pages. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if you know anybody else that, that uh, could use any of the information that uh, we talk about, uh, send them to our Facebook page. Absolutely. Like it, follow it, and we will catch you in the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. 
Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.